You're listening to Inclusive AF with Jackie Clayton and Katie Van Horn. Hello, Jackie Clayton. Oh, hello, Katie Ellen. <laughs> okay. I am going to kill you today. Uh, hi, listeners. This is the Inclusive AF podcast, and Jackie's trying to uh, be a little sassy today. I know that might shock some of you, but it's happening. Well, you know, we're recording from my new office and there's no air conditioning. So the heat has kind of got me in a little bit of a mood. Well, you didn't tell me that part. <laughs> now I forgive you for everything. We've been trying to, just so you all know, we've been trying to record a little commercial for our sister podcast. And alas, Jackie and I don't know how to keep things down to 30 seconds. It doesn't turns work. Out. It turns, turns out. Turns out. Yeah. We yeah. talk a lot. That's all. Um so, Jackie, how was your week so far? You know what? This week has been actually pretty good, but I'll tell you, I do have some things on my mind. I am shocked. <laughs> <laughs> you are reserved, quiet, not much to say. I know. Um, all right. Well, let's jump on in because I think this absolutely falls in line with the inclusive AF uh, and, and how systems are not inclusive. And right. And and this episode might be the time when Jackie and I both lose it and just start cussing randomly because we're fired. Absolutely. Okay. Because we're Cardi B. Um, I was just thinking about like chat GPT and how like machine learning works and the inequities. And so I'll tell you what happened. You know, I feel some kind of way about ERG systems. Went into the chat GPT and said, I hate ERG systems. Ch- Please make this sentence better, right? <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be so ballsy that you can, it says, let me help you. I'm like, okay, finesse this sentence. Right. And it kept saying, I asked for five examples to make me sound authoritative, add emojis so I don't come off as like some jerk. And it was like, I don't like ERG systems, but they are the best way to bring underrepresented people together. And I was like, no, 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 no. Oh, chat you. GBT. And they were like, or I hate ERG systems. And it was like, some people might hate them, but I don't. And I'm like, stop, like you are not listening to me and this is not making things better. And I could not get it to learn. I'm sure there was some way, but I was so angry. I just like, just stopped the whole forward motion. And it got me to thinking, not only is it helping air quote, helping people, write, But it's also has influence. If I say, what's the best Chinese food, you know, chat GPT. And it says egg foo young, right. Then it has an influence, you know, and then the chicken farmers are going to sue and be like, no, it's, you know, chicken fried rice, like movie guy or whatever. Right. I, so it's yeah. like how it has influence. And I, I keep saying it's smart enough to sound right, but not smart enough to undo whatever it's been learning. And so that's been fresh on my mind. Have you played with it at all? I have not. Well, I shouldn't say that. I have a leader who's been using it quite a bit. And so I've seen the outcomes um, of the wonderful chat GPT things, but you do know there's like a whole situation going on. I think you know this uh, about the chat GPT, like the bias that's already there, like that if you say the doctor yelled at the nurse for being late, 
then it will say he as the doctor and she as the nurse. So there's already some gender bias that's been embedded to your point because of what has been built in already. Um, and uh, also, if anyone wants a puppy, I'm giving one away today. No, no. <laughs> no one, no one help Katie with this puppy. Uh, Katie needs to learn my natural consequences. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as you know, like my boss has been really into it. Kieran Snyder, I work at Textio, has been really looking at it. And we had a little experiment that made me almost pass out. And it was like, describe a typical day at work for a Black woman. Describe a typical day for a Hispanic woman. His, and then when it was like, explain the a typical day for a white woman. And it was like, uh-uh-uh, can't do that. Can't do that. And also the one that did do it, it was like, Sally wakes up, cooks breakfast for their children, takes the kids to school, then goes to work for a hard day, comes home and cleans, you know, does the dishes, cooks dinner and goes to bed. And then all the other one, it was like, you know, for a Hispanic woman, it was like, Maria works two jobs to take care of their family and has 25 kids. And, and it was like, the bias is a lot worse than people think that's yeah. already behind it. And the other part that is concerning is that if it's using the existing stuff out there to learn, they don't have it right. Like that's why I've been teaching a class like the future of DEIB is not Googleable. Like the future isn't there. And I, I even like, for funsies showed people, what do you think about this article? I was like, none of this works. P.S. I wrote that article 10 years ago. And it's still the way that people start implementing, you know, proper DIB processes. It's all wrong. Thanks. <laughs> like I didn't feel bad about it. It is. Yeah. It is. But like, I think it, it just, I think chat GPT is a great example of how, AI just inherently has bias. And I think it's also just a great example of how we can flood the system with the right information or how it can be abused and the wrong information goes in. It's, it's, we all know clean data in, clean data out. That's right. Messy data in, messy data out. It's, it's the same concept. And so I think that's the piece too that people aren't um, thinking about or focusing on is the fact that like, until we start talking about all of these things the right way into these systems and giving them the tools, no one will hate ERGs except for you. <laughs> just me. Just to summarize, just to put a bow on this entire conversation. <laughs> so now tomorrow when you put, I hate ERG systems, it's going to be like, is this Jackie Clayton? It's just yeah. going to respond. Hi, Jackie. Yeah. Jackie no. said, and then Jackie said, yeah. <laughs> Um, but like, it goes to the whole conversation that I think is also happening in this space of, I, well, let me say this. I have seen some great output, as I mentioned, the leader that I'm, I'm talking about that has been using it. I've seen the outcomes of what they have done and it looks fabulous. And so like, there is some value there, but I think it's also, it's how, how much information does it have to base some of these things off of? And like, uh, you know, ERGs is that great example. If ERGs is the summary of what you're doing for DEI work, it's not going to work. No. Well, 
I also did something very gruesome. Keep in mind, I started my online stuff many years ago. And so I asked it to write an obit for me. <gasps> Jacqueline. I'm not trying to be gruesome. I just wanted to see what it would come up with. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't trying to be morbid. And it said like, Jackie was born and raised in Dallas, Texas. And I was like, oh, so we just going to start off with a lie. It didn't even say like, I think maybe perhaps it just was like, possibly. Boom. Yeah. No, it didn't say not really sure about this part, but I mean, it was actually really good. Like it really did like find some of the things that I did, the organizations that I partnered with, some of my relationships and rewards and accolades. And, um, that's what's scary. Like a lot of it is good and good enough to yeah. get past the average user. Um, unless you're looking well, for it. I don't mean average. I mean, like if you're not looking for things that are inherently wrong. Yeah. But I, here's the thing that I'm also going to say though, like that, what you just said is a great example. If someone tried like to use that to write my obituary, what would they do? Because like legally, my name is Catherine, but I have used Katie professionally my entire life. And even at school, Katie was, you know, that's the name I've always used. So how's that going to work out? And how many Catherine Van Horns are there on the planet that it's going to pull from? I might just do that today and tell you, and that could be part of what we put in the show notes is my obit. How does it sound to you? As long as you put Catherine Ellen, uh -huh. I would uh -huh. love that the most um do you, know that, do you know that my middle name is actually a secret like nobody knows my middle name like my friends until today <laughs> yeah until right now yeah great jackie thanks um okay delete delete backspace backspace yeah, yeah, yeah. i won't bleep that out or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> so jackie can we talk about a couple other things absolutely um, Met Gala, did you look at the outfits? Oh, honey, did you see Rihanna? The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain -brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast. Dude, she is phenomenally beautiful. And like, like she, they are, they are just so cute together. And I'm oh. like, Kyle and the love you like, uh, I'm yeah, I'm a super fan. Um, so what I want to talk about, though, too, is the whole Carl Lagerfeld situation. Did you know about this? Do you know about this? Yes. Well, I did notice, I didn't know about it until I saw all the cats and I'm like, what's with all the cats? And then I knew that they were honoring Lagerfeld because what Jared Leto came as a cat, Doja Cat came as a cat. Yeah, right. Um, lots of cats. But do you know why everyone's upset about it? Nope. So, and I, I do not know anything about this. So let me just say that the information that I have is based solely off of what I've seen posted on Instagram and uh, TikTok. But I guess like he was very problematic for like the Me Too movement. Um, he was very problematic for uh, the LGBTQ community and very pro problematic for uh, different groups that were historically marginalized. And 
but, and that's everyone's like, why are we honoring this person that is a horrible human? Why are we honoring this person who's a horrible human? Because they say anything? Um, no one, no one from like the Met Gala, whatever. I mean, because he was hateful. Yes. Yes. And because I don't know if, uh, what's her name? Uh, what's the woman's name that is the, you know her name. From Vogue? Yeah. Anna Wintour. I yeah. don't know if she's like the, the head honcho of like all things Met Gala. Sometimes I wonder if people listen to this podcast and like just scream the answers to all the words that I can't remember. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> scream louder. I haven't heard it yet. Um, like I get, she's kind of the person that like makes these decisions, I believe, but I'm sure there's like a whole group of them that like comes up with themes and what, whatnot. Um, why do yeah, they do we, a person? I mean, that part's unnecessary as it is. It's not like yes. punk or Renaissance or whatever. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's weird. Um, yeah, I just think it's an odd thing to like honor someone. And and it, I, there is a part of me also that's like everyone was problematic at some point in time, and so there's also like there, no one can be honored because there's some weird. That's why stuff you don't have a person. Yeah, you have a theme. Cats right. could be a theme. It yes. could have just been cats. Um, so speaking of people that have done horrible things, uh, Brian McKnight. <laughs> Dude, I was I am livid about the situation. It's just, I guess livid's not a word. It's just so dumb. Brian McKnight... On, like talking about his wife's children and not mentioning his own. And now we're finding all this stuff. Like, I guess a lot of this stuff we should have known. Like, well, so someone posted like a, a, a little clip of an interview that they did in like, yeah, like 2010 or something. And it was like, Oh, my wife inspires all my music. Right. And she and my children, that's how I, you know, I, I, there's nothing more important than that. Blah, blah, blah. And it literally like erases his first family completely and his children. And you're like, wow, wowzers trousers. Like that's well, a whole. I mean, he's been married to his current wife for like six years. Right. Ain't so, nobody heard nothing new from him in the last six years. No. So, like, what well, that's all, that is the joke is that he, he's like, my new music is inspired by my wife. And everyone's like, so nothing like, cause you haven't, you haven't put anything out, sir. Um, I don't know, but whatever. Good times are had by all. What other current events do we need to talk about? Other than I, I am going to talk about one current event. Yes. Um, that we, I don't think we've really addressed this on the podcast. Um, and I think it's one that kind of has a lot of different uh, legs that we could go down and, and area paths that we could cover. But okay. I want to talk a little bit about the fact that the trans community is being erased and the trans community is being harmed on a daily basis. I think we're up to 769 different uh, legislative asks, laws, whatever they're called. They're being that attacked. Are, yeah, that are meant to uh, deny them human rights. And I, you know, I, I can't take it. No, 
And I, I think it's a, I, it's not even a, I, it is an, I can't take it, but it's also a, why is everyone so mad? Why can't people just let other people live their lives and just leave them alone? Like there's no one harming you. If you don't want your kids to go to a drag show, then don't take them to a drag show. It's real simple. Right. If you don't want your kids to be exposed to certain things, don't let them see it. It's, it's really not a big deal. If you don't want Bud Light, don't drink Bud Light. I don't recommend buying Bud Light. I mean, actually I do recommend buy more Bud Light and then shoot it with your gun. You don't have to drink it. That still helps Budweiser. So, you know, it's a whole situation. Um, But the, the harm that is being done to the trans community is so disturbing on so many levels. And I just don't know how are we like, what can we do, Jackie? What can we do? We have to get louder. I think a lot of people are just standing aside and it's like, oh, this doesn't affect me directly. We know it's not a lot. We're not talking about a large population. And so that's why it's easy to get these things just sliding in, right? It's like, people just slide all of these pieces. But I mean, people are young under attack, especially young trans members that don't have the ability to vote that are counting on us to be able to do that power. I mean, I, and it has to be making people aware of what it is and calling it what it is. I keep seeing like, vote yes on bill number 14 or whatever these things like people need to understand that they're taking our rights away like humans other humans and so this should be terrifying for everyone um you know when they start doing things like this it's confusing when you're thinking about like what about sidewalks what about (laughs) you know fuel what about insurance what about the houseless people like why are so many people focusing on this instead of other issues that affect like the larger community? Why are you trying to take rights away from people? I guess that's maybe that is like the part that I just don't understand, but I, I think you're right. We need to get louder. And I think it's also, you know, they, even Fox had a, a poll on, and you know, it was like a snapshot from that about guns and they were, you know, how many people want guns to have a um, background check and how many people want uh, a mental health evaluation and like different things. And like the predominant answer was like a ton of people want this. Um, And that was like Fox news who, you know, we can't really trust for any information. However, they're also very right leaning for them to say people want this, these, you know, these things to be, uh, recognized from a gun violence perspective, but I, I guess there's also this factor of we were in this space of trying to really learn and grow and get better. And now it's like, we've reverted back to, you know, the days of, you know, Jim Crow laws and some of these other things that are coming up that are like, what, in the world is happening. Like we have literally reverted back to the 1950s. Yes. There's no rhyme or reason to why or how to fix it. Um, I just, I don't know. I think that if you are not registered to vote, register to vote and go vote. 
Number two, if you have children, whether they're in the trans community or not, please understand that your kids do not care. They want to embrace their friends. They want to embrace their friends for whoever they are, however they show up. And so I, like, I've also heard just so much rhetoric about uh, hormone therapy and, and all of these other things. And any doctor that you talk to, any uh, therapist that you talk to, psychologist that you talk to will absolutely confirm that you don't just start hormone therapy because it's Tuesday. You That's go right. to the entire therapy regimen, psychiatric evaluation, all of these things. Um, you can get a gun much more easily than you can start hormone replacement therapy. Um, and I just don't understand why people, A, just tell lies all the time, constantly, and make stuff up that's not true. But also why our country is determined to continue to harm the marginalized groups of this country. It's divisive. I mean, it's it's simply to try to break people apart um, and cause that hate rhetoric because they already know that hate has more Im impact than love does. And you are talking about something that people don't understand they're making decisions about something that they don't understand and, you know, can scare people. And that's the other part. It's like this hate mongering where it's like really frightens people because they don't know what they're talking about. And it's um, painful. You know, my oldest is non-binary and we're looking at doing, they had to redo their driver's license and we were trying to get some things together. And just the pain and frustration as they had to use their dead name that they ha have to use and do like, it's just painful for me to watch. And there's nothing that I, I can do for them right now and not having the choice to choose um, is painful, especially for those that are, you know, gender fluid and the non-binary non don't have an option at all. Um, of selecting non-binary and how that uh, affects people. And I wish, you know, just the education process, just the education about where, where our rights and who gets to make those decisions, which brings us to my next favorite topic, which is my uterus. Like, why does... <laughs> As uh, going through things with like my own insurance, like I have insurance and having my insurance denied and people are like my body, my choice. No bullshit. It's like Etna's choice or <laughs> mutual right. Omaha's choice or some one year dermatologist that like works on claims for an insurance company's choice. And we don't realize how we impact people's lives. Like wake up. People are showing you who they are. Believe them. And you and you we do have options. We do have choices. And I hope people are realizing, no, you have to vote. It does impact you. You can't trust the people that you're that are just getting in there to do it on your behalf. They don't care about anyone. It's hard to tell if they're I, I you know, I don't understand. And especially when we're looking at our next election, it's terrifying. Uh-oh, Katie's famous. I'm sure it's Milan calling. Yeah, uh, who's coming up? Well, 
that's the first time that's happened on this computer. And I don't know, probably eight months, but we're just, everything's <laughs> brand new today. Everything's new today. Everything I, old is new today. Everything old is new today. <laughs> so the other part to this is the, you know, my body, my choice, our votes matter, but also it, it's that, that age old uh, storyline of, First, they came for these people, but it didn't affect me. So I didn't have to do anything. Then they came for the, but it still didn't affect me. So I didn't do anything. And you, I, like so many people, and I'm going to target my, my sweet group that I belong to, white women, wake up. Sweeties. Sweeties. Yeah. Like I, I, it, it, it boggles the mind that you have people running around that do not understand the impact of, well, I'm just going to follow whatever my husband says. Or I'm just going to do this. And you're like, no, that's not how this works. And and you're harming yourself. Even if it doesn't look like it's today, you're harming yourself. You are. And, and it's also the people that are we are voting into office are not in our same tax bracket. So they actually, they can go make choices for themselves. And it, it, like, it's, I mean, how many stories have we heard just in the last, you know, since Roe v. Wade was overturned, how many stories have we heard about this senator or this representative or this person, you know, had their mistress have a, an abortion or do whatever. And it's like, yeah, cause they can do those things because right. they've, you know, paid for those things because they're in a certain tax bracket. Now, I just don't understand why that impacts people. And it's not a religious thing. It's not anything else. It is, no, you're just being dumb and you're taking away the rights of women. Well, it, it, well, now let's talk about this because women don't have rights, to be clear. Um, True. If you yeah. go back, there are, you know, they're not necessarily a protected class. There's like harassment and various things, but it's like there's not, women don't have rights. I know no. a lot of people didn't know that. But on top of that, no, I, I talk to women all the time. I'm like, no, that's not a law. They're like, it's not. I'm like, no, women don't have rights in this country. Um, there's a gentleman whose wife filed for divorce and she was abused while like verbally abused. It's been going viral. And he, part of the, the campaign, I forget his name, but what dude was talking about was he kept bringing up about how his wife filed for divorce and he didn't have a choice. So now he's trying to pass a law that it's unfair. Like you can't just get divorced. It can't be one person that that both people have to agree to get a divorce. And I was like, are you kidding me? And I would not be shocked at this point. 10 years ago, I would have been shocked. Today, I would not be shocked if there was a law that said, like other countries, that uh, both people have to agree or the man has to agree, uh, you know, for divorce laws. I would not be shocked at this point. Right. And it's, there are so many pieces to this puzzle and it, it's also the women recognizing that it wasn't too long ago that we couldn't open a bank account. We couldn't uh, have a credit card. We couldn't hold a mortgage for a home. We couldn't do any of these different things. And, you know, thank you, RBG, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Um, that we have so many of those rights, but literally they're getting stripped and no one is paying attention and the media and the politicians are doing such a great job of just sitting in these different hearings and acting up and acting foolishly and worrying about stuff that just does not matter instead of 
taking care of the rights of the people that they are supposed to be serving and protecting. And it's just willy nilly, whatever you decide today, that's what you get to do. The no fault, uh, fault divorce thing. It, it is like, I, I don't know much about it, but I know that's like a new topic that's come up is that there should be a no fault divorce. Meaning if I'm the person that apply or I'm the person that says I want to get divorced, it's usually the other person that's at fault. And mm. now that's part of, I think this argument that you're talking about is that, uh, the person that's getting filed against them doesn't want to have any accountability and the, the, the ending of the relationship, but what else oh, you got you. What else on your, what else is on your mind? How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast banking transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube. Jackie Lou, You know... I don't have any space in my brain for much else. I just, um, I guess the other thing that I've been talking a lot about was that there has been people who approached me and I've talked to various organizations that have been afraid of like getting defunded, like in Florida and Texas for diversity, equity and inclusion plans for state colleges, but still wanting to implement those things. And Again, the censorship is terrifying. Like we're supposed to be implementing it, but we can't use the words like diversity, inclusion, whatever. And I'm like, boo-boo, I don't know how to help you on that. Like, I don't, I know how to implement programs like under the veil, but I think there's a bigger problem there. Right. That needs to be addressed. Well, it's not in the current environment politically there, that we're in with the banning of books, the, you know, banning ah, of, I just want to CRT. and I'm right. using, I say CRT because as we all know, like CRT isn't really impacting any grade school children. It's should we teach the accurate history of the U S or should we not let's call it what right. it is. Right. Um, but again, this goes to, who are you voting for and are they actually handling it? And they're not. And when we have these situations where you can't say certain words or you can't actually be accurate in historical context or whatever it might be, it is like, yeah, how do you do this? How do you actually have these conversations? And I know like I have had situations where I've had companies that have said, you know, we don't want to use the term racism or we don't want to use the term white privilege, or we don't want to. And, and so it's language that they are afraid of. And you're like, but how do you teach this accurately then? Or how do you explain to people what in groups, out groups, what, what all of these things mean and how to actually think about them? And, and more importantly, how to change them for the future, how to break down the systems that are happening and make it better for us and then also for future generations. And I just think there's not 
a lot of help right now that we can go to, which is why it's also scary. It's just, we have to get real. And it's just like, you know, when you think about, I was thinking about my children and about how we try to teach them all of their body parts because if something happens, they have the words to be able to communicate. Likewise, we have to use the right language so that we know that we're discussing or else we cannot solve the problem. Right. Right. I mean, we try to mask it. There are certain words where we try to be inclusive, where we can put all the groups to save time, you know, but it's like, if the problem internally, that's what, like, like, you know, it's like, I'm looking at your team at the voices that are missing at the table. You don't have any Hispanic or, you know, Latinx, Latina, Latino, you don't have anybody on your team. Right. No, like, why is that a problem? Gasp. It's like, no, listen, like we're all like, no, we see color. <laughs> like we see, we see, we know we can do right. these things. And that's why you have to move forward with intention. And I think that's where people need to understand. You have to be intentional by not being intentional. This is stuff that gets slipped under the rug. Absolutely. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Well, yes, we all need to be mad and we all need to take action. That's the thing. But I, uh, I don't want to end this on a, a bad note. I want to end this on a positive note, Jacqueline. What do you yes. got that's positive? What's, what's going on in your world? I'm going to ask Pure goat milk can No, no, no. Cream. I'm going to give you one. <laughs> I'm going to give you one that I, I'm going to call out. So your boss yeah. is awesome. Let's just be clear. We yeah, all are. Um, I love that she is highlighting the work of you that you're doing the work of the teams at Textio. And I just think it's so amazing that she like for someone that I know is running in 60 different directions at once. The fact that she will take a time and make a post about chat GPT or about what you're working on or about different things that are going on in the organization and what her team is doing about it. I I just like on LinkedIn, if you're not following Karen, go do it right now because she's got lots of good stuff. But the piece that I think is great is that she's actually doing the work. Yeah. Even when it seems like it's just a post or just a small thing, she's doing the work that actually matters of let me highlight Jackie. Let me highlight whoever else on my team. Let me highlight what we're working on or how chat GPT might be biased or things to think about with AI. And I, I, truly appreciate every one of her posts because I think it's such a great way for people to actually understand that's part of the work. It, it may right. like little things, but those little things add up. And so, you know, if you are in this space, if you are an HR person, if you're a leader, think about the folks that are doing the work. And again, a lot of times that is unfortunately the black women that are just being asked to do all the things give them a high five on LinkedIn, give them some love, you know, make sure that you're being thoughtful about who are you highlighting? Because I don't want to hear about the next tech bro. I want to hear about (laughs) what black women are doing and how they are changing the world because they are, as we know. Well, my boss makes me blush because I'm just like, oh, stop. Oh, she makes my heart so happy. I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) But Um, I mean, it's true. Like, People that are doing the work, that are really doing the work, and yeah. the executives that are doing the work. 
Right. And showing the example of what, you know, getting the opportunity to show what we're working on has been great. And I, and I always get shocked at the, like, Oh, I didn't know that you saw that, or I didn't realize that that had impact. And I like, you know, we're talking about groundbreaking stuff and just being able to have the opportunity to put those things into play and, and not to be afraid to try something that is new. Right. Absolutely. All right, my friend, on that note. I still think people need to know about this pure goat oh, milk sorry, by yes. Beckman. I'm sorry. Can you, put it a little, can you put it a little closer to the camera so we can see it? Yes, because this is oh, great. I have some of that in my house. Do you? It's great. Yeah, it's very good. I agree wholeheartedly. Yes. <laughs> um, so it's a great thing. Go get some goat milk lotion, folks. That's the that's the message we want you to take forward from this episode. Um, all right, Jackie, love you. Love you too. Thanks all for listening, and we will chat with you soon. Bye. Bye. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. out.